Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show where I'm taking you back to where it all began. And speaking of where it all began, on this episode, I'm going to be featuring some of the musicians that were at the beginning of the Jesus Movement, as well as others that were pivotal in later years to push the musical boundaries even further than the comfortable folk and light country rock that was so prevalent in the early 70s within the Christian music scene. The artists and groups featured on this episode were tagged to celebrate at Cornerstone 2011, the 40th anniversary of the Jesus Movement being the cover story of Time Magazine on June 21, 1971. With a hippie-like quality to the portrait of Jesus on that cover, with the title reading The Jesus Revolution, this national attention to the revival happening out in California impacted many Christians to take a bolder stance for Jesus and reached the young people with the gospel who had not found the answers they'd been looking for in the sexual and drug-riddled times of the late 60s. This radio show's writer, Russell, and myself are historians, and so we'll be hearing from some of the first songs from the first albums from the likes of Barry McGuire and Phil Kagey, along with major contributors like Petra, Resurrection Band, Servant, as well as some of the more obscure groups such as Sheep and the E-Band. To start us off, Randy Stonehill, who was there with Larry Norman in the very first years of the Jesus Movement. Here's his first song on his first album, the ultra-rare Born Twice, which was financed with the help of all people, Pat Boone, who would have thought? Pat saw that there was an excitement to this new Jesus music, like he saw happen in the 50s with the birth of rock and roll. And knowing that he was not culturally qualified to create and bring forth this music himself, he felt God's call to get behind it monetarily. Pat would later go on to form his own contemporary Christian music label called Lamb and Lion Records. Looking back to 1971, from an album with only about one to 2,000 pressed, According to some sources, here's Randy Stonehill with I Need You. Lord Jesus, I pray. Well, I, I don't know what to say. And I've so
Stonehill, and I Need You on Full Circle. Written by Jimmy Owens, who was responsible for many of the early 70s Christian musicals, including Come Together, The Witness, and Show Me, the latter of which featured a version of this song on the soundtrack to that musical. He was also the father of Jesus music singer Jamie Owens Collins. Now we're featuring the artist from the Jesus Movement featured at the 2011 Cornerstone Festival near Bushnell, Illinois. By the way, the terms Jesus Movement and Jesus People were coined by Dwayne Pedersen in his writings for the alternative newspaper called the Hollywood Free Paper. The term Jesus Freak was originally, well, as a label imposed on the group by non-Christian hippies. But the members of the Jesus movement reclaimed the phrase as a positive self-identifier and later in the 90s by the group DC Talk. Although still a part of the broader hippie movement, the Jesus movement was partly a reaction against the counterculture from which it originated. Some people became disenchanted with the status quo and became hippies. And later, some of these people became disenchanted with the hippie lifestyle and became Jesus people. And one of those people was a young man many of you may know by the name of Phil Kagi. And I recently talked with Phil the day before his 60th birthday as he played about five or six songs with his early 70s trio, Glass Harp, here in Nashville. 
drummer John Safara, and bass player Daniel Pecchio had come from their homes in Ohio to celebrate this momentous occasion with Phil. And afterwards, I asked him about the very first song from his first solo album, What a Day. And he had a great story to share about this one. Full Circle. Yeah, uh, I wrote That Is What The Lord Will Do For You is one of the early songs I wrote as a young Christian. And I remember it was wintertime because I'm singing winter's here, autumn's gone, leaves have fallen. It's the season before the dawn, spring is calling. And as winter comes to its end, spring brings life again, born again, given life anew. Anyway, I was so excited and still am about this new birth. And that's why I wrote the song. I have an interesting uh, story. When I recorded the What A Day album in January 1973, that was the first song I did for the recording of the album of 10 songs. And as I was singing it live with the guitar, the engineer uh, who uh, was recording me, uh, Gary Hedden, at the time wasn't a believer, um, and he had a severe migraine headache. And by the time I was done with the song, for the first time in days, he told me that his migraine headache had left as a result of the song, there's something in the song, and I know it wasn't the song itself, it's not the song usually, but it's the Lord, you know, and the song was like maybe the occasion, it was the moment that uh, he was listening and somehow God was speaking to his heart. Two weeks after uh, we finished the album, What A Day, Gary uh, called me and he said, Phil, I just got to tell you, I, I felt the Lord call me to himself and I became a Christian, I became a believer in Jesus Christ. So that song is very special to me because as simple as it is, it, um, it really does uh, express something uh, of the Spirit and the wind of the Spirit, um, you know, about you don't know which way the wind will blow as Second Chapter used to sing. But um, I'm really grateful for that tune and all the ones that came after it. So especially the songs that have real significance, you know, so thanks for listening.
Welcome back. This is Jerry Bryant. And we've just heard from Phil Kagey, who, by the way, wrote this show's theme song, Full Circle. And just before that, we heard from his good friend and fellow Jesus Music veteran, Randy Stonehill. If you haven't figured it out yet, on this episode, I've been playing the first song from the first album of each of our featured artists, with only a few exceptions. Next up, Barry McGuire, the man who is most noted for the prophetic apocalyptic folk song, Eve of Destruction, back in 1965. Barry became a born-again Christian in 1971 after a brief encounter with Hollywood street preacher and evangelist Arthur Blessed, October of 1970. And then in 1973, he joined the Murr label and released an album entitled Seeds. And that album was also notable for the backing vocals provided by the family trio that would become known as the second chapter of Acts. Now from that album, here's a song that can only be described as a mashup of numerous musical styles. The rock music of the early 70s with string arrangements of pop songs from the 60s, along with the worship attitude of the day. Looking back to 1972, the year I started the Jesus Solid Rock Radio Show, here's a song written by Jim Patton, one of the founding members of the Agape Forest Christian Community in Lindale, Texas, Barry McGuire, and To No Love on Full Circle, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. And coming up, vintage Jesus music from a band whose name meant Emmanuel, way back in 1969.
old guy himself, Mr. Barry McGuire, a recent guest on Full Circle that I had an opportunity to interview while in England. And he's still going strong in a 60s review concert with former members from the rock group The Birds. Now, if you're enjoying this special episode of Early Jesus Music Artist, featured at Cornerstone 2011, drop me a line at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Once upon a time, a group of long-haired hippie musicians from Indianapolis formed a band called E with plans to take over the world. Now, though formerly named Gideon's Bible, they had never read the Bible or met the real Jesus. But the name sounded cool. After a year, that band broke up and spiritual winds were a-blowing. They left the drug and sex scene to get serious about their music, all moved in together, became vegetarians, started meditating, studying yoga, and pursuing their rock and roll dreams. They called their new band simply E, which at that time stood for electricity, ecology, evolution, earth, Eden, ecstasy, empathy, and so on. But in the summer of 1969, the earth shook and Jesus came calling, and they had an encounter with the real Jesus. Not just the guru, wizard, holy man, hippie hero, religious icon, but the living Son of God from the Bible and from heaven. And they were all radically converted from self to the Savior. They got baptized and became instant intense Christian missionaries, leaving behind their dreams of fame, fortune, and New Age fables for a life of faith and ministry, and playing for Jesus anywhere they could in lounges, bars, colleges, high schools, parks, and well, even those few churches that would take them in. Still called E, it now stood for Emmanuel, and they were a mix of Cream, Grand Funk, the Doobie Brothers, the Who, Led Zeppelin, the Moody Blues, and Santana. With their distinctive Hammond B3 sound, Greg Volts' soaring vocals, and God-honoring joyful songs, they were pioneers of a unique new breed of gospel music. Their members included Greg Eggs Vos on vocals, who went on to sing for Petra in the late 70s and early 80s. Today, they're scattered all around the country, some still in music, some pastoring or in ministry, some in business, publishing, art, raising or having raised families. But most importantly, they're all still following the sun. Now, as you can imagine, the band's recorded material is extremely rare due to the fact that they only recorded about five songs in the studio, three of which were released on a compilation album called Because I Am in 1971. And other than that, there are only a few live concert recordings in existence. With a special treat from Full Circle to all of you out there listening, here's one of those live songs which would later be redone on Petra's 1981 album, Never Say Die. Inspired by Galatians chapter 3, the E-Band, with some vintage Christian rock on Without Him We Can Do Nothing.
Ultra Rare, the live recording of Greg X Vos and the E-Band. Getting together for a one-time only show at Cornerstone, summer 2011. Now we're going to keep on blazing right on through with some more raw Jesus rock from Petra, the band that Greg would eventually become part of and help to garner numerous radio-friendly hits. But on this episode, we're going to hear something from their self-titled album, the second song, as we played the first song, Walking in the Light, back on episode 122. Looking back to 1974, with the Bob Hartman composition, Mountains and Valleys, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Standing high on a mountain, I can see forever. All the parts in the puzzle seem to be together. The sky is clear and the sun shines on me. The Lord is near and I'm feeling so free. Walking through the valley, darkness falls around me. Walking the shadows, evil things around me. I'm not forsaken, the Lord is my light. I know He's making a way in the night. If you never been. The music of Petra on Full Circle, where you're listening to a special review of the Jesus Music Bands from Cornerstone Summer 2011, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Jesus Movement, being on the cover of Time Magazine, June 21st, 1971. Now, it was a joy for me to be at the very first Cornerstone Festival at Grays Lake Fairgrounds, up in Illinois, north of Chicago, the summer of 1984. The annual event was moved to its current 650-acre campground location near Bushnell, Illinois, in 1991. 
The HM Magazine said that the festival launched to meet the needs of a generation of music lovers and seekers that had not existed before. With the hope of bringing together great music, art, film, intelligent Christian thinking, ideas, family, worship, and play, highlighting music that was screaming to be heard and provided seminars and workshops covering everything from personal life issues, sex, homosexuality, accountability, and so on, to social justice, being part of the global Christian community, caring for the poor, mission business, and hundreds of other topics over the years. Well, I'd have to say they've been quite successful all these years. Cornerstone is cultivating a way of being in the world that opens a path to a lifetime of individual growth and community. Stay tuned if you want to find out more about the Cornerstone Festival or go to www.cornerstonefestival.com. That's cornerstonefestival.com. And one more thing, don't forget to send your support for this ministry. We're so blessed to share the music and memories from the rich history of Jesus music. But it's only possible to do this if you help. Go to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You can use the PayPal button and give whatever you can. Thanks. Hey, I'll be right back. This is Full Circle. Hi, this is Terry Taylor from Daniel Amos on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Welcome back. This is Jerry Bryant. Next, we come to one of the more obscure bands to play the 2011 Cornerstone Music Festival. More removed from the scene than the E-Band, a group called The Sheep. The Sheep were an early Jesus rock band that came out of the Jesus People Milwaukee community in 1971. Because they were Christians, they didn't play a lot of bars. Because they had long hair and electric guitars, uh, they didn't play a lot of churches. They did play in high schools, colleges, auditoriums, and festivals throughout the Midwest. Now, this group of Americans, made up of six males and one female, ended up being transplanted in England and then somehow ended up wandering into Finland in 1972. Their mission was not to entertain, but to preach the gospel and live as disciples of Christ. As Romans chapter 8, verse 36 says, All day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. This feature song comes from their self-titled album, which was one of the first LPs on Britain's Myrrh label, co-produced by Jim Palisari, who went on to work with Servant and the Highway Missionary Society. The sheep poured a generous amount of organ onto their hard-edged, classic rock sound. The song is called Alpha and Omega, a self-description that the Lord God uses in the first and last chapters of the book of Revelation. It's also the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, implying that He is Almighty from the beginning to the end of all creation. Looking back to 1973, with a real late 60s gritty garage band sound, The Sheep.
Jesus rock group, simply called The Sheep. Keep listening to Full Circle in the future. I'll be doing an interview with the members of that group in an upcoming episode. I now come to one of those bands that, well, I'm really excited to see again after all these years, and that would be the outfit known as Servant. 
They're one of those groups from that era who I never thought would ever get back together again, even though this was a one-off event for the 2011 Cornerstone Festival. Between 1976 and 1990, Servant was part of an intentional, mission-focused community whose role of reflecting shared beliefs about God's kingdom, community, compassion, and justice for the poor was foundational to their music. They were part of the Highway Missionary Society and released six records and toured relentlessly, playing as many as 200 concerts a year. The current reunion of Servant featured five of the original members, my good friends Owen and Sandy Brock, Bob Hardy, Rob Martins, Matthew Sprancy, Rick Hardinsky, and Josh Durkamp. Now, Bruce Wright, the original lead guitarist, died of cancer in 1993. This featured song comes from their debut record called Shallow Water. The release of this album is probably hard to appreciate in today's saturated market. When this award-winning album hit the streets with its contemporary cover image, social commentary, and progressive music seared onto red vinyl. It was a tidal wave through the Christian music scene. Servant headed out on their first national tour and played 90 dates in three and a half months in everything from coffee houses to packed auditoriums, where audiences responded enthusiastically to the energy of this young band. Some of the songs on the Shallow Water album They may sound dated now, and the band was definitely still getting their sea legs, making things a little stiff in places, but the energy and passion of those early songs would stir the audiences. And for the most part, it was nothing like they had ever heard before. With their challenge to wake up to the world's needs with songs like Cup of Water and Rich Man, themes of celebration and fun in the tunes Here Comes David, Holy Roller Blues, Rejoice, and fly away, letting the listeners know that there were also rich rewards to be had on this sacrificial journey. Looking back to 1979 with the Bruce Wright penned title track, Servant, encouraging you to get out of the shallow water and to take the plunge into the deeper things of God. And coming up, the guys who made as big an impact in early Jesus rock music as Petra, having the distinction of being the first Christian rock band to play in East Berlin after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Things so available, you don't have to be poor no more. I know. 
This is Jerry Bryant, and we go from the shallow water of Servant to the waves of the Resurrection Band. That was the band that started it all in regards to Christian hard rock and made waves when they did. Led from the beginning by Glenn Kaiser, the pioneering Christian rock group Resurrection Band originally formed in the summer of 1972 and continued recording and touring until 1998. And in those 26 years, Rez, as the band became known in the 80s, recorded 15 albums and ministered in over a thousand concerts all over America, as well as Europe, South Africa, and Australia, and has the distinction of being the first Christian rock band to play in East Berlin after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Their professional recording career came about as a result of an $8,000 gift from a friend. The Resurrection Band recorded their first album, Awaiting Your Reply, over a two-week period in marathon all-night sessions. Although the band had completed the album, including the cover art, no Christian record label would even risk releasing it, as the Led Zeppelin, Jefferson Airplane-inspired music was considered much too controversial for the Christian market at the time. Now, although Starsong Records was warned away from the project by other gospel music executives, this tiny label had nothing to lose, so they did sign the band, release the record as it was, and to everyone's surprise, awaiting your reply, hit it big in the Christian market, reached number six on the gospel album sales charts. And although misunderstood by many critics at the time, the album has been reevaluated and highly praised in recent years. It's now listed as number 91 in the book CCM Presents The 100 Greatest Albums in Christian Music. While the band is officially disbanded, they occasionally play one off dates at the Cornerstone Festival, which members of the band helped to establish. 
Looking back to 1978, here's the Resurrection Band with Waves. And love so close at hand Band on Full Circle, where we're taking you back to where it all began. And as I sat here looking at my old copy of the album, I remember now that they actually made a comment or a compliment to me in my early radio show way back in 1978. What an honor to be in the liner of that particular album. What a classic. You're listening to the Jesus Music Review of Cornerstone 2011 with Jerry Bryant. And may I mention one more time, don't forget to write this week. You'll find my mailing address and past Full Circle Jesus Music Radio shows and much more at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. 
While not actually a part of the Cornerstone Festival's 2011 Jesus Rally, my last group, The Lost Dogs, featuring Terry Scott Taylor, are a staple at the event and represent the Jesus music of the early 90s, and, well, they're still going strong. Now, I have featured songs from this debut album on some recent episodes of Full Circle. So while my last song on the show is not the first song on the first record, it's definitely a favorite of both the band and their fans. This may be due to the fact that it's a great story song, which sounds like it could have been written by the great folk singer Woody Guthrie. But in fact, it was composed by Terry Scott Taylor of Daniel Amos, who we heard from earlier on in the program. All the members, including the late Gene Eugene, Derry Doherty, Mike, and Terry contribute lead vocals to the tune. Although not referenced in the song, the lead character in the story reflects the sentiment found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, which read, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who've looked forward to his appearing. Looking back to 1992, The Lost Dogs, from the album Scenic Routes, with Built for Glory, Made to Last. Found that old man lying on the street, thought I Life is past Saints doing well 
Lost Dogs, on our Jesus Music Review of Cornerstone 2011. Be sure and go to www.cornerstonefestival.com for more information. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.